0: Hey there, welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, and I'm so glad to be here with you again for this week's episode, which is all about how to avoid an accidental midlife. We're going deep into this whole thing, and I am excited to share this with you. But first, I just have to tell you about the week I had. (laughs) This week was full of crazy things that seemed to be happening by accident, actually, since we're on the topic, (laughs) not on purpose. It was one of those weeks that seems like you're in a sitcom and someone is watching your reaction to all the weird stuff that's happening. So, first I went out to the car one night and when I got in the car I turned the key and I heard that fateful sound. Click. Click click. <laughs> I'm like, "Oh my god. Is that an accidental battery death?" Then I sent my hubby a text with the sad update from the driveway and I hopped in the other car, his car and that one started just fine. I was headed out to vote in the Canadian election, so I had to get there before the polls closed. No problem. Got there, voted, all good. Then I hadn't eaten yet, and I was hungry, so I stopped. I got something quick, and I parked to eat in the parking lot. About 10 minutes later, turned the key to hear that fateful sound again. Click, click, click. But this time, I was in the other car. Could it be another accidental battery death in the same night? <laughs> Somehow. I killed two batteries in 30 minutes in two different cars. Isn't that weird? So, a few days passed and now we're up to Saturday morning. I woke up early, I went downstairs to grab a coffee. I was in good mood and I thought, "Okay, I'm going to water the plants." I have a lot of plants, so it takes a bit of time. So I'm just going to water the plants while enjoying my coffee, just take time going back and forth filling up the pitcher, blah blah blah. I hadn't had my coffee yet and my glasses weren't on. So, uh when I first like went over to the palm tree that was in the corner, I couldn't really see something that was on the floor. I th- I saw something on the floor, but I couldn't really see what it was. It looked like something dropped out of somebody's pocket or something. It was like half under the couch. Now, like I said, I really hadn't had a, a cup of coffee yet, and I was a little tired. So, my glasses were on top of my head, as they are most of the time, and I grabbed them and I put them on to see what was going on, and to my shock, it was a tail, a long, skinny tail, like, I don't know, about four inches. I was shocked. I was so shocked. I was a little scared. I was a little confused, and I was thinking, what what could it be, like a mouse, a rat, a possum? I was confused, and as I was processing it all, it moved. It moved under the couch. I, I, I was beside myself. <laughs> I didn't know what. What would you do? So I heard upstairs there was a uh, one of my kids had gotten up to go to the bathroom. So I went to his room, uh, and he had just gotten back into bed. And I'm like, "Oh my god, you have to help me! You have to help me! There's something under the couch. There's something under the couch. I need help." <laughs> he I was crazy. I said, "Get a flashlight. Get your phone." So anyway, he came downstairs and he put the flashlight on and he lifted up the couch for me to see what it was. And it was a snake. It was an accidental snake. I don't even know what to say. Remember, I live in a big city, not someplace rural, but I do live on the edge of a ravine system, but I still have no clue how it got in the house. Did it come in accidentally with some stuff from the cottage. Like we went to the cottage a few weeks ago to close it up and we brought some bins and coolers back. Was it in something there? Or did it come through the door that the dog uses? Because I do leave that out sometimes, but it was in the living room. Like it wasn't in a hallway. It wasn't near a door. It was under a couch. Okay. Anyway, so I managed to capture it in a box, like put a box on top of it with my son's help and took it outside to the ravine in my, I was in my nightgown (laughs) and it slithered away and all was fine. Okay, that was number two. And then within a few hours, I heard one of my kids yelling that there was a bunch of bees in the skylight. Yes, bees, like at least 14 wasps were in my house accidentally, of course. Now we did have a bee problem that we had an exterminator deal with outside in the brick um, several weeks before that, but that was all dealt with. And we were told there might be some bees in the house. Maybe they're going to come through a skylight. Okay. But 14, <laughs> you know, my God. So I was still in my nightgown. I got a step stool. I pulled out the central vac with the long, um, the long stick thing. And I sucked up those bees. Quite a sight, right? <laughs> and then I totally freaked out when I realized one of those bees was actually on the flower on my nightgown. Can you believe it? What a morning. Like I'm out of breath just sharing it with you. My friends, this was all before 9 a.m. on a Saturday. So as much as I love nature and I really do, we camped for years. There was just a, a just, you know, a little too much of it inside my house. Actually, my husband got stung last night while sitting down eating dinner in the kitchen. What the heck? It's fall, not summer. And this is inside my house. I'm leaving that central vac out so much of the time now. I'm on patrol whenever I walk by that skylight. It really felt like somebody was getting a bit of pleasure out of this series of odd accidental events. But who? Who would be getting pleasure from this? (laughs) Anyway, if this is the first time you're listening, I don't want to freak you out. Welcome. I'm so glad you are here. We are all about taking an upbeat, compassionate look at what we're all going through at this age and stage as women in the middle. There's really something quite lovely about knowing that you're not alone and we're all in this together. Well, okay, maybe not the snake in the house part, but (laughs) please send me an email if you've ever found a snake in your house. Now, after I posted it on Facebook, somebody identified it. It was just a brown snake. I thought it was a garter snake, but it didn't have a stripe. It had little diamonds. And of course it was harmless, but it was about a foot and a half long And finding it in your couch, it was startling, like right under the couch. It took me a week to look under the couch again, because I thought, oh my God, maybe there are snakes in the couch. Like my mind started to go crazy. (laughs) I can't wait to hear from you if this has happened to you. Okay, speaking of upbeat, this episode is sponsored by something new that's going to be launching soon, and I want to tell you about it. It's called the Finally First Midlife Membership. Finally First is a life-changing, upbeat, virtual community for midlife women just like you. You can make this your favorite one-stop shop for all of the midlife coaching, mindfulness and guidance you need from me, Susie Rosenstein, your Master Certified Life Coach. As you may know, I was trained at the Life Coach School where I'm also an instructor and I am super confident about how I can help you create the future you want. You'll also get to connect with an amazing bunch of like-minded women like you who know what it's like to be in a midlife funk and are ready to bust out and get excited about their lives again. The thing is that you don't have to waste time feeling stuck and alone. Here's all you need to do right now. Just get on the VIP wait list. Sign up for updates and launch information there and stay connected so you'll hear all about the details first. The Finally First Midlife Membership is here to help you put yourself first and get the midlife support and community that you've been looking for, seriously. It's where you need to be, and it won't be the same without you. Your voice and experience are needed. They're valuable, and they'll help other amazing women in the middle. So just head over to www.coachwithsuzy.com forward slash membership. That's Susie with a Z, www.coachwithsuzy.com forward slash membership. And sign up for the wait list there, And then you'll be in the loop and you won't miss anything. You never know. It usually pays to be on a list like this. I am just saying. Okay, let's dive in. Today, we're talking about how to avoid an accidental midlife. And why should you avoid having an accidental midlife, you might be wondering. So you can do midlife on purpose. That's why. And I'm not talking about snakes or bees anymore. (laughs) We're getting into the good stuff. I always like to start out with a definition. So let's look at the difference between something that's accidental and something that's on purpose. Something is accidental when it's random, coincidental, arbitrary, automatic, spontaneous, and impromptu, this sort of thing. In contrast, doing something on purpose means doing something intentionally, deliberately, purposefully, willfully, by design, knowingly, consciously. Okay, I have a feeling you are following me. Living midlife on purpose is about being deliberate and doing things in a very intentional and conscious way. Living midlife by accident means winging it, being spontaneous and random, not really thinking about what you're doing and like just doing, just doing. Big difference, right? Don't get me wrong with the spontaneous part of the definition. The idea is that more midlife on purpose is being purposeful about your midlife direction in line with your goals, values, and priorities versus just doing things and making decisions willy-nilly. I like spontaneity, but it just can't be the majority of the way you're doing midlife if you want to, you know, accomplish your goals, that sort of thing. Now, because you're older now, I know you're becoming much more aware of this idea. You get frustrated with yourself when you're not as intentional as you want to be. I hear this over and over with clients. You notice when you're winging it. You notice when you're going with the flow or being more lax about what you want. You can feel like you're wasting time or even lacking commitment to yourself. Another way to think about it is you're automatically responding Rather than carefully considering and prioritizing. Like I said, you're not really living your midlife on purpose. Instead, you're just going through the motions by accident. You might even get into bed at night and wonder how the day went so off course or felt like you're wasting valuable time. That's the thing. Maybe you've been like this for a while, maybe even most of your adult life, but the difference is that now you're much more aware of it and it's no longer. Okay. Once you have that awareness, you can't go back, my friend. (laughs) I get you, but I'll tell you when I noticed. We're going way back to the early 90s when I was dating up a storm. Before I met my husband, I was single in Toronto, just starting my professional life. I remember living by the adage, it's a numbers game when it comes to dating. I knew that to meet a nice Jewish guy, I would have to up my dating game and meet more people. So I started dating, answering personal ads. This was before online dating, you know, wrote a personal ad in the paper. Uh, People answered it by writing handwritten letters and answered with handwritten letters. And basically I told everybody I knew that I was interested in meeting more people. I went on lots of dates. And one time I was dating this guy a few times by accident, it seemed really not living my dating life on purpose. It was weird. I noticed that I was pretty much responding to someone who was interested in me more than I was actively and mindfully choosing someone to pursue that I was really interested in and wanted to get to know more. It was more random rather than on purpose. That's what it seemed like because I wasn't considering things carefully. I was just acting, just responding. Now that realization helped me see the difference and how important it is for me to really carefully consider what it was that I wanted. Winging it versus thinking about what you want. Responding to what others want versus thinking about and following through on what you really want. See what I mean? So my friend, why are you doing this? I know you are. Do you know? I think you'll find it very interesting, actually. You're doing this because of how you feel or don't want to feel. Let's process this for a second. You're actually thinking something that's creating the way you feel and that feeling is driving that behavior to act quickly or just go with the flow or wing it or to carefully consider what it is that you want to do. All of it, right? Let's talk through an example so you can really, really see it. This one happens to me all the time. Let's say my three kids are home from university or all get together for some reason. Like it doesn't happen as often as it used to now that empty nest has set in. We love going out for a bite, especially nachos. We're very picky about nachos. We're often disappointed about nachos unless we make them here. And the problem when you go out for nachos, there's just not enough cheese. There are naked chips or there's too much sauce. Is such a fine balance and a total bummer when something's off, right? <laughs> so before I know it, I'm in without really thinking about what I want. I'm not eating a lot of processed foods like chips these days, but there I am by accident going with the flow, enjoying eating nachos with the guys, laughing and crunching all the way home. So what happened here? Well, what happened was a feeling that came from the way I was thinking about socializing hanging out and eating with the guys versus thinking about what I wanted to eat on purpose. I was thinking something like, I love being out like this, eating nachos and hanging out with my kids. That thought makes me feel happy, excited, and detached from thinking about my diet, what I really wanna eat on purpose. It's just me enjoying the moment. I was disconnected from my other goal. And like I said, this has happened several times. I just get in the whirl of emotion about being in the present and having fun with my kids. And I make some kind of an association that food is part of the positive enjoyment of being with the kids. Now you have to get used to putting yourself first and thinking about what it is that you want. Like I said, this has happened to me several times. Another thing that can happen is That you're afraid of standing up for what you want, right? You get self conscious about it. You're not comfortable articulating what it is that you want. So maybe something like fear is driving that, or embarrassment, or being self conscious. Those kinds of feelings create that hesitation for you to say what it is that you want or quietly follow through what it is that you want. Like if you don't want to. Have another drink, or you don't want to participate in the food, in eating the food that's served, or you don't want to go somewhere that everybody else wants to go. Uh, any of those things. And I'm sure right now you're thinking about something where you didn't follow what it was that you wanted and you just kind of got swept up with it. And now, when you think about it more, really think about what you were feeling that drove your action, why you did what you did or didn't do. So to get to this point, you have to have a lot of awareness of what you want and what you need to think to make it happen takes a lot of focus and commitment. It doesn't just happen. (laughs) You can see what just happens. All these other things that happen by accident, that's what happens. You have to get used to creating pauses and not just winging it. Just winging it doesn't allow you, it doesn't... um, it doesn't allow you to get what you want. It doesn't help you get what you want. The short-term desire isn't always in line with the long-term desire. And that's how you have an accidental midlife. Of course, it's the same way you create an accidental result in any point of your life. But the thing is that at our age, in midlife, you probably have a keener sense of wasting time. And also this, this concept, this sense that time is just flying by. Now, in the example I gave you with one night out with nachos with the kids, is that gonna be the end of the world? No, of course it's not gonna be the end of the world. But if you're not used to thinking on purpose, this will be the norm. It will not be the exception, it will be the rule. You just keep thinking the way you've been thinking. You've created a deep neural pathway that has become the path of least resistance and easy to think. It's like your go-to thought. Your brain is super efficient. So for you to override this type of habitual thinking, you have to be on top of your thinking and have heightened awareness of what's going on up there. Otherwise, nothing will change. And before you know it, another decade will fly by or another 10 pounds will come on or another commitment to yourself will be broken. You see what I mean? So you really gotta be on top of your thinking if you wanna avoid an accidental midlife. So that's the first way to avoid an accidental midlife, to learn to think on purpose rather than letting your unsupervised thoughts call the shots. Here's the second way. You have to think about regret-proofing your life. What I mean by regret-proofing is thinking about what you can do or not do to make sure you don't have regrets going forward. No one likes regrets, that is for sure. It's something you're probably gonna regret. (laughs) You set yourself up. To have regrets, you will absolutely regret it. So how do you regret proof your life? Well, I like to suggest that a great way to start is to look for the proverbial shoulds. What do you think you should be thinking, feeling, or doing? And is it really what you want to be thinking, feeling, or doing? Yup, the proverbial should. Jobs that aren't working for you anymore, but you think you should stay for all kinds of reasons. Relationships that need more attention and you think you should do something. Your health and this thought that you really should prioritize it, this sort of thing. It's really like you're not being responsible for your life, your outcomes, your situation over time. And it's a surefire way to have regrets. It's not that you should do one thing or the other. It's really about making decisions based on the should rather than careful consideration without fear without carelessness, or without just being in the swirl of a chaotic life. This is living your midlife by accident. And finally, the third way to live midlife on purpose rather than by accident. Are you ready for it? It's to finally be first. This means prioritizing holding space for yourself, giving yourself the respect and time you need to think about what you want. Think about what you want. Focus on your own goals, to reflect, dive in, get coached, get into the flow, sink your teeth into a passion project, go for a walk, whatever it is. It doesn't matter. But what does matter is that you make it happen and be first in your life, finally. This is why I'm starting this new membership called Finally First. This is a big deal for 20 years or so at our age, right? The last 20 years or so, maybe even more, you have not been doing this. Most of us have not been doing this. Everyone else has been first in your life and I totally get it. You did a lot of it out of pleasure. You did a lot of it out of duty and it was all fine. But now everyone's older and guess what? So are you. If not now, when? You will show up so much more relaxed and loving and open when you know that you have you covered. And if you don't do this, no one else will. I am really positive about that. It doesn't matter how many amazing people are in your life and how many people love you and how loved you feel, you are the one responsible for putting yourself first. As an older and wiser woman in the middle, you absolutely know this firsthand if you are really being honest with yourself. So that's it, my friends. That's your three-step game plan for how to avoid an accidental midlife. One, learn to think on purpose. That means being aware of your thoughts, understanding that your thoughts create your feelings. Your feelings are what drive your behavior. And that is what creates the results you have in your life, which will absolutely prove your thinking. So the onus is on you to learn to think on purpose so that you create the results that you want. Number two, prioritize regret-proofing your life. No one wants regrets. So make sure to think about it and do something about it. And number three, be finally first. No one else is going to do this for you. The onus is on you to be first, my friend, finally. Easy to understand, right? But it will take effort and commitment to follow. You have to stay on top of your thinking. You have to stay on top of yourself. You can learn the mindfulness skills and commitment to dial this in, though. I know you can, and I am here for you. Never forget that. That's what the Women in the Middle podcast is all about. Well, that is it for this episode. My focus as a midlife coach is to help you waste less time and get excited about your life again. Being the queen of your brain domain is the best way to be. Check out the show notes for more information and links at SusieRosenstein.com. Download my free ebook, Nine Secrets to Get Unstuck in Your 50s at forward slash Nine secrets. Whenever you're ready, there are three great ways I can help you learn to create your midlife on purpose. One, join the free Women in the Middle community Facebook group and connect with other amazing midlife women who are ready to start regret-proofing their lives too. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash women in the middle community. Number two, work with me directly and get coaching that will help you change your life. Go ahead and grab your kickstart call right away at www.talktosuzie.com. Number three, get on the VIP waitlist for your new Midlife Membership Finally First. This is an affordable, upbeat, virtual community for women who are ready to create midlife on purpose. Sign up at coachwithsuzie.com forward slash membership. Let's do this, ladies. It's time for you to be finally first. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.